Good morning, kind people. It's your KVMR morning news update for Friday, November 12th. I'm Steve Baker. It was critical race theory night at a high school board of education meeting this week. More on that later, but first, regional weather. Nevada City, Grass Valley. Today, sunny, high near 70. Tonight, low 48. Saturday, 71 and sunny. Sacramento today, patchy fog before noon, otherwise mostly sunny and a high of 70. Tonight, low 48. Saturday, early patchy fog till 10 a.m., then 70 and mostly sunny. Truckee Tahoe today, freezing fog before 9 a.m., then sunny and a high of 65. Tonight, freezing fog after 10 p.m. and a low of 30. Saturday, sunny and 63. Placerville today, mainly sunny and a high of 69. Angels Camp, 72 and sunny. It was culture war at Nevada Union High School Wednesday night. KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza was there and files this story. Nevada County citizens, both young and old, crowded into the Nevada Union High School wrestling gym on Wednesday night to listen to a presentation by a group called Protecting American Ideals. The goals of the group, according to presenter Judy Wood, are to, quote, rid Nevada County schools of critical race theory and to promote in our schools an honest, patriotic view of America that respects our history, our ideals, our rights, and the God-given dignity of every individual, end quote. The group was scheduled to present at the board's October 13th meeting, but asked to present on November 10th during the first in-person meeting of the Board of Trustees since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Here's District Superintendent Brett McFadden. They had um, came to the board and made a request to do this particular presentation. This was our first meeting tonight in person since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. We offered them uh, the October 13th agenda. The group asked to be moved to this, because this meeting because they wanted to do it in person. And so we um, granted that. And so recognizing that we were hearing that we would get a large crowd from both sides of the item, we uh, secured this location. At the meeting, Mr. McFadden said that the written public comments received in advance were largely against the presentation, only receiving four written public comments in support. In-person public comment at the meeting was limited to five minutes per speaker and only 15 people were allowed to speak. Afterwards, each trustee gave a statement in response to the presentation and public comments. I spoke to Anthony Pritchett, the student board representative. My name is Anthony Pritchett. I am in 12th grade and I serve as a student board representative to the district board. So I am um, I'm a conduit between my, my peers and my constituents, um, between them and the, the governing board members who are on the board. I asked him what he thought the student body felt about CRT. The student population would, would love um, that, that education about our past is, is taught correctly and taught truthfully. And, and I do feel that most of our students are hoping for change and hoping for safety and hoping for, for education to be taught correctly and truthfully so we can, we can build a better future. So that, that being said, that sort of implies that at the moment, none of these things are being taught or at least not being taught in the capacity that you and perhaps other students would like. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, that is correct. There, there definitely are very, very good programs and classes already in place, um, movements that are already happening that are working towards common goal, but we still have a long ways to go. And I definitely think that the, our, our younger student body um, as a whole acknowledges that and would, would like to see that. Despite the heated debate, Superintendent McFadden said there are no plans to take action on the topic presented by protecting American ideals. 
this was an informational item. This group asked to do this. We don't normally do this. Um, we don't usually, this board meetings are typically an open, transparent meeting where the board conducts its business. And so we don't um, provide a, a town hall approach. If we want a public meeting, we'll do a public meeting like a town hall. Um, but this was an anomaly uh, that we that the board decided to, to try out uh, this evening. And so um, there won't be, there isn't any plan for, uh, future action on this item. It was just informational. That was it. Thanks, Claudia. You don't usually hear much about roadkill except for studies like this. KVMR's Joyce Miller has the story. In the past five years, collisions between wildlife and vehicles have cost California well over $1 billion, according to estimates in an annual report by the Road Ecology Center at UC Davis. The report presents an overview of collisions with large and small animals, from bighorn sheep, deer, and bears, to squirrels, birds, and lizards. The Road Ecology Center mapped about 15,000 miles of state highways to identify stretches where wildlife vehicle collisions are most likely to occur. The report names Interstate 280 as the deadliest highway in California for roadkill. 280 on the San Francisco Peninsula runs between San Bruno and Cupertino. Five of the top 20 costliest segments are on 280, costing the state more than $178,000 per mile per year. Other hotspots identified in the report are in the Sierra Nevada foothills, including State Route 49, Interstate 80, and US 50. The UC Davis report is based on more than 44,000 California Highway Patrol traffic incidents involving large wildlife and more than 65,000 observations reported to the web app California Roadkill Observation System between 2009 and 2020. Any citizen scientist can collect roadkill data using the app. The report highlights mountain lions and black bears as cases where the problem is especially severe in certain areas. Although observation in Nevada County might suggest that raccoons and deer have the largest rate of roadkill, the report notes that one of the deadliest rates for any wildlife species in the world occurs in Santa Clara County during Pacific newt migrations. Along the way, as many as 5,000 newts are killed each winter and spring by vehicles. The full report is available via a link posted by our friends at ubinet.com. Thanks, Joyce. Now stay tuned for more wonderful music on the Friday Morning Show with your wonderful host, Charlotte Peterson. Charlotte Peterson.